Talk a little bit about how you came to where you are now, and given this history, given right. these memories and everything else of thinking about, maybe it's time to the, sell. The exit strategy, we call it. You know, when we opened Celadon, you know, I had no idea, no concept of, well, I was just hoping we'd make it a year. You know, that was really the, the goal. And then two years, and then three years, and then, you know, restaurants, you know, all these milestones. Um I was 34 when we opened and 50, almost 50, well, just turned 53 now. So, you know, it's a hard business physically, the restaurant industry. It, it does take a lot of work and you're on your feet for long periods of time. And, and um, as I get older, that gets harder, you know, without a doubt. You know, I, I'm not, tw- I always tell people <laughs> when I bend down and I can't get up anymore, I said, I'm not 24 anymore. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I moved to Napa and I was working in the kitchen at Domain Chandon, I was 24 years old. I would be in and out of the oven, uh, turning over duck breasts and squabs and whatever, you know, and my legs were like springs. They'd bounce up, they'd bounce down, they'd bounce up, they'd bounce down. And now when I bounce down, I have to look for something to help myself pull myself up. <laughs> like, how do I get up? Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Um, but um, I think it was about a year and a half ago, we um, or two years ago or, or about that, I, I had hired a new bus uh, bus person, a young woman, to, to be a busser. And I was, you know, one of the things you do as a small business owner, obviously, is you do all the HR stuff. You do right. the, the I-9 and the W-4 and all those things. And so I'm doing her, her paperwork. And I look at her date of birth, and she was actually born after we opened. I mean, this was the first time. And I have several employees like that now. But this was the first person I had hired who wasn't even born when we opened the door at Celadon wow. the first time. And it was a really weird feeling. It was... I, I can't. I, it was just a strange thing. I thought that is that's just weird. I mean, that's really bizarre that that this young woman was not even born when we opened. When I cooked my first order of calamari at Celadon, she she wasn't even a a, a, a person yet. And um, you know, Beth and I have talked over the years that you know we really obviously this is not a, a job you could do into your 60s and 70s. I mean, and and, and some people do, but that really isn't what we wanted to do. We got kind of a late start on kids. So, I mean, one of the things that happens with restaurants is that the kids will take over. Well, we were both in our 30s when we had children. And so our kids are, I mean, our daughter now, Sophia's 18, Larson's 15. They don't have any interest in taking over the restaurants, and they're not right. they're not prepared to. I mean, 10, 15 years from now, they might wish, why didn't you save it for for us? But, you know, they don't have the interest. And so we started thinking of, a, of what we were going to do to – to, to get out, to sell, to, to whatever it may be. So um, the initial plan was to sell a Celadon and then sell Kohl's. Um, we have some great staff. We have great people working for us who have worked for us for a long time. And at Kohl's, one of our managers, Eric Keffer, who's been with us, actually was hired at Celadon as a manager 13 years ago, we talked to him a little bit about our idea of selling Celadon and, you know, then eventually selling Kohl's. And he really wanted to try to buy into Kohl's or he wanted to try to buy Kohl's, but it, it's worth too much money. It's worth a lot. So um, so we worked out a, a deal with Eric where he actually um, – my mom passed away three years ago. And so the restaurants were appraised through because their trust was the owner. And so we knew what – on paper at least, what Kohl's was worth and what Celadon was worth. And my dad said, you know, I'm happy to sell my third of Kohl's to Eric and his wife. 
And so we worked out a structured deal with them where Eric became a one-third owner. Mm-hmm. He owns 30% of 33.3% of the shares of stock in Kohl's. So that took about a year to get all worked out and done. And so so we the first plan was to sell Celadon, but then this this happened at Kohl's. And so we, we did that first, and then we kind of came back to Celadon. It's like, okay. And we had talked with with Harry Price and Sarah Brooks, the mm-hmm. owner and manager of the Napa River Inn, that at, at some point we were going to be done with Celadon. We couldn't do it forever, you know. And so um, – so we were going to just list it, you know, with a real estate agent and put it for sale. But what happened a year ago, um, one of our managers left, Pat Jeffries, who's just a great guy. Pat left to go open Atlas Social uh, Club. And so when Pat left, I hired Joel Tavazon, who had just left on gel. And Joel's been around the Valley a long time. And I hadn't told any of my staff yet. No one knew that we were thinking about selling sell it on with the exception of Harry and, and Sarah at the hotel and my, my dad. And, uh, but I wanted to be upfront with Joel. I didn't want to hire him as a general manager. And then four Say, months surprise. later, four months later, he's looking at the Napa register and there's his place of employments for sales. So we, we told Joel that, um, you know, we've got this great job. We've got this great restaurant. It runs well. We need, we need your help here to make it better. But, Within the next year, we're gonna we're gonna list Celadon for sale, and he's and, and, but but stay with us through escrow. We'll make it worth your while. You know, we need your help. And so, um, after about six months of working for us at Celadon, seeing what it was capable of, really falling in love with the restaurant. Um, it was about a week before we were gonna put it on some website that specializes in hotels and restaurants. restaurants. Um, he came up to us and said, "You know, Tana and I want to try to buy it." And so um, it's easier said than done, of course. And um, so we've been working with, with, with them for about the last six months, trying to get the financing. You know, it's it's complicated. It's it, opening – buying and selling a restaurant. You know, banks banks never – even when they were giving real estate escrow loans to, to people who didn't deserve them, never were good about – Investing in restaurants. Right. I mean, business it was, they don't understand. And yeah, they, they no. hear all these things about how tough it is. No, and, I know. And and so um, working with banks, but they they found a good a great lender. They've got some investors, and so escrow hasn't officially closed yet, but it's very close. We're working towards that, and it should be you know sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, so as of today, um, Beth and I are still owners of it, but Joel and Tana are there working with us, and we're kind of just we're we're ready to hand the reins over. One of the great things is our chef de cuisine at Celadon at Celadon Marcos uh, Uribe is one of their investors. So Marcos has been saving money over time working for us. He's Marcos has been with us for a um, long for time. fourteen years. Wow. Yeah, he worked at Coles for two years, and he's been at Celadon for over twelve. Um, so Marcos has been putting money away, and so he's got some money to invest. And so, so it's Joel and Tana, um, a relative of theirs, uh, another financial advisor who's investing, and then Marcos, and then they're working with with a local bank. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I, you know, um, it is bittersweet. It's sort of strange right. to think of. We told our daughter Sophia, who's eighteen, who was born the six months after we opened initially. And so for her whole life, I mean, Celadon's been where we worked. That's what we did. You know, we are, we are Celadon and, and she's not known. She really hasn't known anything else. I mean, she's Celadon and Coles, but I mean, that was, 
she grew up there, you know, as a kid. And um, so she she was in tears. <laughs> oh. She had tears of sorrow. We have tears of joy. But um, it's it's exciting, you know, the way it worked out. Because, I mean, we could have, you know, we were going to sell it. it. It could have been Applebee's. It could have been, you know, who knows well, who was going to buy it. You know, I don't know. I mean, it obviously had to be something that fit into the hotel's general. Yeah, nobody was going to reopen it as geezers. No, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Harry yeah, would have gone. For that. I don't think Harry would. Have, I don't think Harry would approve of that <laughs> that transaction. But the fact that um, that it's going to stay Celadon, that this that, that Marcos has really been running the kitchen for a long time, is going to stay there, and now he's an owner. It's even better. So um, it's it's exciting, and so. Um, you know, I haven't turned over the keys yet, so I, that part of it doesn't feel that strange. But um, it's getting pretty close, and I, I joke with people. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a joker that um, you know, when businesses reach that twenty mile, twenty year milestone, they they get those little embossed stickers that they put on all their all their envelopes. Right. You know, now celebrating twenty years, and I didn't want to buy those, so we're going to be just short of twenty years. But for a restaurant. It's quite a run. I and mean, that's a long time. That's a long time. What's next for Kohl's? Kohl's, um, the deal with Eric and Heather Keffer is that we, we structured a five-year buyout program for them. So they own one-third now, and the hope was or is that you know, the contract is is that we're going to work with them for a total of five years, so four more years, and getting them to the point where they're ready to take full ownership. And then at that point, They'll buy and own all of Kohl's. So four years from now, that's that's scheduled to happen, um, and then I'll be unemployed. And then what's next for Greg and Beth? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. About three years ago, I started taking guitar lessons, and I love that. I'm I'm horrible, but I have a great time doing being horrible. And uh, and it was funny. I started. Um, my my mom decided my son should take piano lessons, and he hated that, and he hated her for for starting that process. But it was at the Napa School of Music, and at the time, they were right down the street from our house on Coombe Street in the old tannery buildings. And so I would take Larson. He was probably seven or eight. I'd take him. I'd drop him off, and I'd run home, and I'd throw some clothes in the dryer or do whatever, go back, you know, 20 minutes later, pick him up. When the School of Music moved up to Justin Siena campus, I couldn't do that anymore. So for a year or so, I would take him to his piano lesson. You know, he'd be screaming and yelling, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Take him up to Justin Siena and force him into the little room with his piano teacher crying, almost, not really crying, but, you know, he wasn't happy. And um, I'd sit there in the lobby, you know, reading a magazine while for the 30 minutes while he was in there fighting, right. fighting his piano teacher. And so finally I thought, you know, I should just – well, part of it was I thought – if if I take a lesson and he sees me practicing, maybe it won't be so bad for him to practice. Right. You know, I was one of the things. I mean, we could be in this group together. We'll we'll form this committee and we'll this band and we'll 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 be together practicing. Well, that didn't work because <laughs> because he still didn't practice and I would practice nonstop and and it was just horrible. I, I just you know it's funny. I don't have a good sense of natural rhythm, but I'll try. I'll try. And Larson's a, a bit of a, a jokester and a, and he'd walk up to me and. He'd say, I was working on some song, and he said, you know, that's pretty good, but that song isn't supposed to be syncopated. <laughs> and I said, shut up. <laughs> I said, Larson, everything I play is syncopated. You know, I can't help it. That's the way I am. That's the, that's the way I play. So, um, you know, where he would sit down, 
and he just has got a natural gift. And he, although he's not using it currently, the, that part of it, but he would sit down with a new piece of music, and ten minutes later, he's got it, and it sounds great. And then he'd go into his lesson, and his piano teacher would say, "You've been working so hard. I'm so proud of you. That sounds so good." And I'm thinking to myself, "He hasn't been working at all. He sat down for ten minutes before we right. left the house, and he and that's where he is. I've been I've been struggling for a week with this, you know, an hour a day. And but anyway, I I love it. It's so fun. So I've been a band right now. We played a Memorial Day party. Um, we're playing Porch Fest. Um, you know, it's just fun. And so I really enjoy that. I will probably do some consulting. You know, I don't know what. Um, right. One of the things with the sale of Celadon is the lender wanted me to sign a no-compete clause. And I said, happily. I will happily sign a no-compete clause. Now, is that no-compete in terms of restaurants in general or that type of restaurant? No, or? restaurants. I, I can't open a restaurant down the street. I mean, it would be a, a I, I could, I could, it would be, I, I haven't signed it yet. So I would imagine it's going to be a 10 mile radius. And, um, I mean, I'll, excluding Cole's chop house, of course, right, of course. but, um, but I, I don't have any intention of doing that, but obviously I understand they don't want me to go to the riverfront and open a restaurant called Jade. And, but you, you know, know Calistoga is booming. Calistoga yeah. is a cool little town, but you know, at this <laughs> point in my life, that's a little, that's the farthest thing from my mind is opening another restaurant. So when they asked that, I said happily, I mean, I'll, I'll sign 20 of them if you want. <laughs> so, so yeah, but, but I mean, I could probably do a little consulting if I, if I need to and I want to, um, I may teach, you know, I've done a little bit of that. Um, but I, you know, I I want to take some time off. I want to play guitar. I want to get. A, I want to rent a little camper van and go for a drive. You know, go see Mount Rushmore. I I told someone the other day. They asked what I was going to do, and I said, you know, I I just realized that I forgot to learn how to fly fish. I don't know how to fly fish. You know, here I am. I'm 53 years old. I don't know how to fly fish. So I'd like to try that. I you don't know. know. The camper reminds me of you know the Albert Brooks movie Lost in America. Yeah, right. No, I mean that's what I want. I just want to take off and just. But I mean, I have such roots in Napa. I'm involved in so many things that I, I'm not. We're not moving away for sure. We're definitely going to be part of the community still, and that's been one of the great things of this whole process is you know being part of of this community, watching Napa change and evolve and and become a much more dynamic place. 